This is Daylight and Moonshine with me, Stimulated G. And today's topic will be, is homeschooling helpful or harmful? And today I have a special guest all the way from the East Coast, Lanisha Hart, better known as as Miss La to her students. (laughs) Miss La. She's going to join me on this topic, and uh, I guarantee you uh, this is going to be full, packed full of uh, a lot of good information. Um, So stick around for a while, grab a chair and a snack, and come on back. Welcome back to the damn podcast, y'all. Episode 23. And I have with me Miss Lanisha Hart, or affectionately known as Miss La to our students. Um, like I said, today we're talking about homeschooling and uh is homeschooling helpful or harmful? And she's got tons of insight. She's a advocate for education, she's a tutor, and she's a homeschool mom. So uh like I said, full of information. I'm sure this is going to be a great, great show. I'm super excited. This is one of the, the the rare topics that I'm actually really excited about. I mean, I love all of them, but I'm excited about this one. So, Miss La, how you doing today? Hey, what's going on, G? I'm I'm great. How are you? I am. Oh, I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. I cannot <laughs> complain at all. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. How are things can going I. for you? <laughs> yeah. It won't. It won't make. It won't make nothing better. <laughs> it's, a, it's a waste of time. Absolutely. I spend that time being strategic. <laughs> Absolutely. I found myself uh, earlier in this week. I know this week is, is we're like midway through, but I just really been focused, so focused, and yeah. I love it. I love the yeah. focus because it's so easy to get thrown off. Yeah. You know. Um, and you have tons of work, tons of of uh, videos and editing and content and just (laughs) stuff on top of stuff but um i'm gonna let you because i don't want to do you an injustice i'm gonna let you introduce um yourself and um all of your hats all the hats you wear so i'll just i'll just briefly say before you get into it that um we met on fan base and i'm definitely an advocate for fan base if you if you don't yeah, if you don't know <laughs> what fan base is, please come on over, check it out. Uh, you can not only make a little change uh, without doing something strange, without doing something strange, without doing some strange, but you can you can really network, and that's my main purpose for being on there. And then I, you know, obviously ran into such a wonderful person like Miss La, and we had a conversation. Just I don't, I can't even tell you how we got into that part, but. We got into a conversation. I'm always advocating about education. That's what. <laughs> there you go. And we was talking about homeschool and, and 
you jumped in. I think I asked a couple of questions and you said, hey, by the way, I was homeschooled. I'm like, wow. Absolutely. And I was blown away equally when she said that that's what she does. She does that. You know, she, she does it on the opposite end. You know, I was homeschooled myself and she does the homeschooling. And I had literally, I never sat down and, and talked with a person on that level. So, like I said, I was super excited. Like, yo, you got to come on the show. She's like, what's up? Yeah, like, let's go. They let's need to do hear it. it. They need the to hear this. Area. You need Absolutely. to get the word out. You need to get the word out. It's Absolutely. okay on this side. It's okay. <laughs> Definitely. So um, tell us about yourself, please. Uh, give us some background and um, on yourself uh, personally. Then tell us how did everything lead up to you homeschooling? your kids sure um i'm 42 years old i have two kids one is 22 one is eight years old um i honestly didn't start my edu my collegiate journey until i was 36 so yeah ironically enough um i had decent jobs but i wanted to do something different with my life especially having a new baby and I said, okay, I needed more education. I needed to get, you know, some kind of pathway for myself as far as a career, because I really didn't have one. Right. And oddly enough, I went to school for human services and public administration and affairs, but I always had an affinity for kids and education and learning. Mm -hmm. So when I had my son and he was about three years old, he had a speech delay, my eight-year-old. Okay. He had a speech delay and I had to get him um, evaluated to get services. Right. And during that process, I had already heard whispers about them stigmatizing young black boys, wanting to put them on ADHD or kind of medication and so forth and so on. So yeah. I was... You know, I was key on that, but I still needed to reach out and get some professional help because he did definitely need some help. So fast forward, I get the report and there it was scary because had I not been uh, assertive mm -hmm. and resilient and my fortitude level was, you know, like, no, I'm not going through this. Right. They had, I should have um, searched for the report, but in the report, it stated that my son had diapers. He had diapers. He could not tell when he soiled himself. Hmm. Um, he would gaze out of the window, unattentive to the class. Mind you, my son was potty trained before he got into school. So that was a false statement. He could read at two. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give you a video to upload. Nice. Um, like reading words at two. And he was looking out of the window because he was bored. Right. He was the only kid in the class that knew his ABCs, knew the map, knew the states. I had sight words all over my house. So he was familiarized with refrigerator, television, cabinet, window, yeah. door, closet, 
things of that nature. I tagged my whole house. And I got this uh, this um, tip from a, a retired, but she went back to teaching, but she was retired when she told me. She gave me a lot of good tips. And that was one of the tips that she gave me. Right. So once I went through the process, they wanted to put him in an inclusion class to get services. And for those who don't know, an inclusion class is a class that includes a multitude of different students, some with behavioral issues, some with learning disabilities, some with speech delays or, you know, problems. And my son only has speech delays, so I didn't think that that fit for him. Right. And also, because he didn't speak in a manner that I thought receptive and expressive language, um, I didn't want him to get the shot, the, the rest of the immunization shots, because right. they did say that that could have been part of the reason why he didn't speak or he was delayed. I didn't know. I didn't want to take any chances. Right. So that is the foundation for me to homeschool him. Mm. literally yeah and then from there i went to i contacted the department of education i looked up all the information i could statistics um youtube videos of other moms homeschooling their other african-american moms homeschooling their children and um i contacted the department of education and i got the requirements for me to homeschool him, which was a letter of intent, um, instructions on what I would teach him and what materials I would teach him, would use to facilitate the the lessons and quarterly reports. Right. So what is it? November, January, April, and June. And then by then, yeah. So he's in third grade now. And this year he's going to do standardized testing. But I think due to COVID, that may be waived Mm. because they didn't do it last year. Right. Or, you know, all of the students. So Mm -hmm. that's basically the the foundation for me to homeschool him. Again, I did not... um, study education I didn't go to school for education I just knew he did not belong in that class right he was intelligent he is still intelligent um he learns quickly and he just needed help he just needed help with with speech so I got him the help but then I pulled him out of public school and I've been homeschooling him since 2018 the 2019 school year wow nice wow Wow. that that had to be pretty heavy i mean you know you can sit back and and listen to you express things that you've there's all of these things that you actually experienced yourself uh but when you really hone in on the emotional side of it and put yourself as a parent, let's just say somebody out there listening that uh, cannot relate at all to what you're saying with their kid. Maybe they don't have kids, but to put put myself or for them to put themselves into your shoes at that moment, there's so much more than just 
trying to fix a problem. This is like this is some real shit. Like this this is a real step. Oh, by the way, uh, feel free to express yourself okay, how, how you I, want. Okay, okay. <laughs> I should have said that in the beginning. Uh, okay, I, I, I didn't know. I was trying to keep oh, it PG. We, we in the living room. We're talking about the babies. Oh, we in the living room. Okay, good. And your, I'm in my living your, room. There you go. Put your feet up. Good, 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 good. Um, and also, I wanted to, to briefly say that once I found out what was in the report, I definitely went to the district. And okay. I definitely spoke to the deputy director and she definitely reversed everything that they were trying to do with my son. That's crazy. And for that year, I put it into context. That was like October, November. So the school year had already started. Right. After that school year. Now I had taken him out and he didn't, he didn't go back. He didn't go to what was it? Kindergarten. Yeah. He would have been going to kindergarten. Gotcha. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they oh. did not. They knew when my mom didn't play. Right. I was from that. Hey, we handle business. We go in. We ask questions. We are assertive, but we don't take no shit. Right. And I wasn't taking no shit with my baby. Yeah. And I, again, I had already... I've already done the due diligence by that point as far as knowing the science behind the shots, the stigma, how they fail to really help the black and brown children or boys who have speech delays because more boy, more male children have the speech delay issue statistically than female children. So mm-hmm. it's not a lot that they do. They just throw them in these classrooms and put them on all kind of medication. And I'm like, what is that going to do for them? It's not going to do anything. And um, luckily for me, I had a nice little Jewish girl. She looked, she was a woman, but she looked like a little kid. And she had my son speaking in complete sentences just like that. And I mimicked and I modeled what she did. Yeah. And I asked her a lot of questions. All the questions that I had about my fears, what I thought, what I didn't know, um, questions about what to do while I'm at home, um, little tips and tricks. We had those conversations. So, yeah. Definitely. That's that's what I was going to... Um... That's what I wanted to touch on. Like, if if you want to, if you feel comfortable enough, uh, speak on a little bit. What kind of went through your mind, or what, what, where were you at when you got to this point where you were like, or was it easy for you to just make the decision? But when you got to the point where it's like, no, this is not going to happen, and you felt like you were, you I was, know. I don't know, I was, I was at my wits' end almost. I was nervous i was blaming myself i was trying to figure out the best plan of action strategically otherwise i was still trying to guard myself and be strong for him right um it was a plethora it was an aggregate of emotions a lot of emotions that just flooded my head flooded my heart i went through this guilt trip real briefly i'll touch on that i went through this guilt trip 
because they say with your kid, you know, as far as that first three or four years, five years, they are home with you. Right. And it's just he and I in the house. So I'm like, did I not speak to him enough? Did I not ask him enough mm. questions? What did I, what, what should I have done? All of these things are in my head. Right. And it took for me to be in class and share with the retired teacher what I was experiencing. And she always called me Lanasia because she could never remember my name. <laughs> and I told her, you are the queen. You can call me whatever you want. <laughs> so she said, Lanasia, stop it. And she took my hand and popped me. <laughs> like, stop it. He's going to talk when he gets ready. Then she told me, tag your house. Put refrigerator on refrigerator. Television on television. Door closet cabinet and in my window i put sun clouds rain moon nice so that he could es- learn aesthetically i don't yeah. know if he could, like kind of like see yeah. adjectives and adverbs the calendar nice. there's timetables over there so um aesthetically with you know, she gave me that tip and I just ran with it. And I put sight words out about 50 sight words. I took them off because he learned them real quickly and I passed them on to someone else. Another mom who definitely used them and her son is definitely reading. Um, but she helped me get through that and navigate through that because it was scary. I'm not going to say a lie and make it seem like, oh, it was just a bed of roses. But what I will say, it was phantom thinking it was pseudo thinking it was unnecessary because yeah. once i got past that it was up to the races i already knew what he was each child is different each yeah, child absolutely. learns differently absolutely not all children learn in the same not all children learn and flourish and are successful in their learning environments yeah. the same learning environment some children learn by natural you know learning like going outside learning about nature learning about everyday life yeah um me i my curriculum is just structured on what i know he would need in life um definitely modeling the basics mathematics reading writing comprehension science social studies history um we learned we are in the process of learning what the constitution is, um, the branches of government, um, finance. And I'll I'll give you some links to um, all of the things that I use, all of the websites that I use. But this book, um, Larry, the Lending Line, it's about money and finance. And in the book, um, it's an awesome book. It's an easy read. At the back, um, there are about 25 questions. Mm-hmm. And so, as you can see, we already <laughs> we went through them already. But it goes over what interest is, what banking is, um, borrowing. Yeah. Let me just read you um, which animals had good credit which and why which animals had bad credit because some of the animals didn't pay back the pennies. 
<laughs> wow. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it, it's, it's, I'm going to give you the link for it. Um, <laughs> Please do. <laughs> why did, why did Larry the Lindy Lion let the animals borrow money? One of them needed to open a lemonade stand. So it's a good book. It's, it's very good. <laughs> that, that just blew my mind right there. Yeah. And yeah. you com- you compare that with some of the and I'll say comical um for lack of a better term, some of the comical things you see in, in the actual school system. Like, what is this? <laughs> you know, it's like it bothers my it? mind. I'm like, common core. So you have to reverse the math and then flip it on its side and it it blo- it I can't. It, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> one and one is two. Thank you. <laughs> or 11, depending on how you put, line them up. I don't know. But no, it's it's basic. We need to get back to basics. But we also um, need to understand that, again, each child learns differently. Absolutely. They do not all learn the same. And that's the problem. Um, in low-income, high-poverty neighborhoods, the students receive the teachers who are fresh out of college Mm. have no experience in dealing with urban students absolutely the different cultures of students um the different backgrounds we are a melting pot of shit Mm -hmm. these kids deal with a lot of crap yeah and uh, and and it's just everyday life. It's where we come from. It's what we are. And it's no fault to the parents, some. And these teachers have no clue on how to even approach these students. Yeah. Period. And I went to public school. And I had and, and tenure teachers are even worse. Because tenure teachers, um, for those who don't know, um, I'll give you the the technical term. They um, are solidified in their position in teaching. Mm -hmm. They have positioned themselves to pretty much not get fired. They can do whatever they want, basically. That's the real deal. Like, that's the real deal. That's not the technical term. I'm going to give you the real deal. Um, Tenure teachers tend to not care about really teaching the students and more so on just being there for check. So there'll be the student, there'll be the the teachers reading their newspapers in class. Mm. And I've had those or drinking their coffee and doing a crossword pose and say, okay, well you guys do whatever you want. Yeah. 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 Tenure. I'm I'm blown away by all the information coming my way. Like you are really, uh, bringing a lot of new <laughs> info towards me. I'm trying to take it all in at the same time, be yeah. present. But it, that is wow. Where it's did... hard. It's hard to. It's a hard pill to swallow. But that is the reality, and that is why. That is one of the main reasons why our kids we are steadily reading below reading level. Yeah. Steadily across the board for years. We didn't pull up any statistic. I wanted to do that, but it's so many that say that. We all know that. Yeah. And it's sad. 
and it's I'll really get on. Sad. I'll get on later what parents could do to, you know, gear their kids into reading, have it fun for them. It's yeah. not a daunting task if they like, like my son liked PJ Masks. No, my son liked Thomas the Tank Engine. Mm-hmm. I got him every book I can find on Thomas the Tank Engine. Every book. He got into PJ Masks. Got him every PJ Masks book I could find. He got into Ninja Turtles. He reads other books. What he know about Ninja Turtles? (laughs) Listen, if I go over there and get (laughs) Hold on. Do I need to say more? Okay. Do I need to say more? You got the Raphael size and okay. Leonardo and swords. There's a Lego table there, and there's Ninja Turtle books, and okay, please. And Legos, he got into Legos. I did not let him um, construct a Lego model unless he read it for himself. Mm. It's an easy read. Take two, and it'll have a picture of whatever the Lego is, and then he'll put it together, whatever, but he had to do it correctly. Yeah. That's one thing that I, I noticed about myself. Uh, I used to hate reading. I really did. And um, I was a young adult, probably in my 20s, before I like really actually picked up a book to read on my own. For me, oh. it was like, yeah, if it wasn't in a school setting, then I didn't I didn't want to have no part of it. And yeah. um I think that you mentioned this when we when we spoke before, uh, but you were speaking to somebody else at first. So this may have been something that you're discussing with them, but um, kids in general, just people in general, especially kids who are talking about kids, they're interested in stuff that they're interested in. So if they're given a book that they're, there's nothing about it that they're interested in, it's like a task. It's, it's, it's something that yeah. they don't want to yeah. do and they're probably they not going to do, do it. it. Yeah. yeah. So when I got books, when I started to, get books for myself it was obviously always something um that i was interested in it was a subject matter that i was interested in i just i mentioned to you earlier i was into crystals and natural healing and all of that stuff so one of my first books was the crystal bible or the i'm sorry it was the chakra bible it was about the chakras and it had uh different parts of it was about different crystals where you could lay uh, certain crystals on your body and um, just different stuff or whatever, not really getting too deep into that. And then the next book was about crystals specifically. Nice. Nice. And, and as more I started to just learn and learn about stuff that I was 100% interested in, I started to really enjoy reading. Reading. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, you can get lost in it. You, you can get lost. Get lost yeah. I yeah. said this before when I saw people, this is how. Uh, disconnected I was to that concept <laughs> when I saw people sitting in the park and reading their book and totally oblivious to the things that was going on around this a big dog that's walking past them <laughs> there's a big scary uh, guy that you know that's walking they're oblivious to that they're lost in this book I always yeah. thought that they were faking yeah. I kid you not I thought yeah. that they were faking I was like that person must like attention because Everybody, including me, everybody's looking at it. Nobody was looking at this person. It was only me. I'm totally, you know, so I'm looking at this person. I'm like, they see me looking at them. Because for me, you know, just growing up when I grew up, like you naturally, you got to have your head on a swivel. You got to have your 
at all times. But this person was so lost in his book. And um, it was something I was so shy. And uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't really approach people or whatever. But I wish that I, I would have had that conversation. Maybe I would have came came out of my funk or whatever a little bit earlier. But, you know, talk to one of these people, have a conversation. Yo, what's what are you reading? Mm-hmm. Why yeah. are you so interested? Are you yeah. really reading that book or... I don't know what the hell I thought, but it was for me, it was it was intriguing, but totally I totally did not understand the whole concept of just reading. Um, you appreciate it more, though. Now that vision, you probably appreciate that even that vision, Absolutely. that image of them reading, because now you have experienced what they experienced. And now you're like, oh, so this is that. Absolutely. <laughs> just completely lost in something that I'm. 100 percent intrigued by you know yeah yeah um i wanted to ask also so <laughs> i know it was hard and I, i'm gonna get into uh a little bit of my background also that's relevant to this but i know it was really hard it had to be really hard but i also know for you to be strong enough and i commend you so much like you would not believe i commend you so much for Thank you. Just doing what you did and and doing what you do currently, uh, because I know it wasn't easy. You're very welcome. I know I know it wasn't easy. And um, where did you get that sort of strength from? Where did you get that drive, that determination through the fear, through the nervousness, through the uncertainty? Where did you get that push from just to say, you know what? I want this for my kid and I'm going to do it. And nobody's going to tell me no. Um, I always had that, um, like I said, I always had an affinity for kids and education Uh and my older, even my sister and brother, my my younger sister and brother, because I had to do their homework with them. Mm -hmm. I always made sure that they wrote it neatly so they'll get the extra point. I always made sure they did the extra credit. I always um, helped them with the projects or um, reports that they had to do. And for me, I just knew that he deserved every opportunity, even with the speech delay, right? And I am at the helm, so I'm responsible for facilitating the conduit, if nothing else, for him to get there. And so I always had to project myself more because I got what they call a Napoleon complex. I'm very short. I'm 5'2". So I was always the shortest in the bunch. You know, the short ones always get like that rub on top of the head thing and you know hey little kid you know so I grew up like no I'm big in my soul and my spirit I'm big right and so I always had that fight in me you know what I mean that that determination that you know what I don't care what it looks like my mom is still faith faith without works is dead so I just knew that what I wanted for him and that faith that was innate in me yeah it was no way i was going to just sit back and let them deal with him like that no right absolutely not 
And I felt like it was a threat on him, on his, on his intellect, on his academics, on his pathway to education. How dare you say he can't read? Right. How dare you? My son came in that building reading. Right. They was enamored by the fact that I, I'm, I, I need to get these videos because I have videos of this boy and pictures of him teaching himself how to write in cursive because of the fact that I made it available for him to be surrounded by education. He had an easel, which is that little chalkboard thing. Mm -hmm. And he can't watch just anything on TV. I literally sit and watch movies with him just to make sure that there are no obscene languages or images that he's not supposed to see. And I've been doing that for a while. So when he was that age, I made sure that I set parameters on YouTube. And remember I told you he was infatuated with Thomas the Train. Yeah. So any video that was synonymous with trains would come up. Right. And I also um, had a lot of educational videos tied into that. So one day, He's watching this video of, you know how you can write a cursive L? Yeah. The train track was the L. And then the train that he's enamored by is going around the L. Wow. I mean, so now he's mimicking that on the easel. I didn't teach him that. Wow. I cannot take credit for that, but um, I don't have his notebook in front of me, but when he heads his paper, it's in cursive. It's in cursive. And I didn't tell him to do that. I did not say, head your paper in cursive. I remember the last thing uh, we talked about, you said he's teaching himself to to write in cursive. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) And I believe that they are, um, and this is a sidebar, but I believe that they're taking the um, education factor as far as learning how to write in script out because most of the ancient texts are in script. Mm. That's just my take. Mm. Yeah. Very, very interesting. But to, um, to answer your question, yeah, it was a plethora of things. It was a, you know, I did not want him to fail. I didn't want to fail. I already was beating myself up. So now I'm on the like, okay, no, I got this. I'm going to do this. You know, that fight spirit, that Rocky at the top of the, you know, (laughs) stairs type of thing. Like, no, it's it's no way I'm going to lose. And every day is a struggle. Some days he doesn't want to do it. Some days he just want to lounge around and do whatever, and then he knows that if he doesn't do what he's supposed to do, he has consequences. He can't do Roblox, tablet, nothing. Yeah. Period. And you have uh, other kids that you tutor. Um, is it sort of the same setting, or is that separate? No, they come. Well, I do virtual, and I do um, okay. in-house. Fridays, they come. Okay. And we do arts and crafts, but it's geared towards learning like primary colors. So we'll paint and 
we'll use the primary colors and then we'll blend them secondary colors or whatever the case may be. But like make a rainbow, my um, four-year-old, she was four. She's five now, but when I got her, she was four. Um, that's how I taught her primary colors. And we just painted a beautiful rainbow. And she was flabbergasted. Miss La, this is so beautiful. And I had Dollar Tree and all kind of glitters and glues and all kinds of stuff, little cheap stuff. But yeah, the the premise is the same. I'm more like the militant, relaxed tutor. Like I'm serious about what we're learning, but I make it fun for them. You know what I mean? So we laugh and we joke and we dance and I have them running around and pointing at things because like I said, I have the periodic table, synonyms, I have the human body chart. So her mom wanted me to tutor her on every level of education, human yeah. body chart and all kinds of stuff. So she was like, no holds bar. I don't care. Just help her read, help her learn her. And I got a reading nice. in like four months. I think it was three or four months, like the fourth month mark. And mind you, she's only coming twice a week or yeah. At that time it was three times a week, but then she dropped down to twice a week because one of the family members got sick with COVID and she just wanted to be clear on everything. So yeah, it wasn't like an everyday thing. Yeah. What, what advice would you give a mother that was in your same situation, except for, cause this is obviously everybody cannot do what you did. Um, and, you know, like I said, I'll, I'll jump into my story in a minute. Um, cause my mom did the same thing. And um, man, that's another reason why I know it was tough. I know it was tough. But what advice would you give a mom that was in your situation or a dad? Shout out to the to the yeah, single the dads. dads. They're, they're listen, out one there. Of my, one of my parents is a dad. Wow. He brought his son to me. It wasn't the mom. It was the dad. So shout out to the dads. Shout out to the dads. So, you know, some parents out there that, that may be in a, a similar situation, but they they're just not built for what you did you know how you took it upon yourself to do that they want to take their kids out and they may be faced with the same situation but they're just not in a position to homeschool themselves what advice would you give those parents how do how do you get started in that direction all right so with everything you just um whatever your spiritual realm is religion or whatever the case may be i don't want to you know pray right ask for sure because you're going to need it even if you're not tutoring, even if you're not homeschooling, the focus, the strength and the mental strength that you're going to need, because it's a different realm. It's a different avenue. You've never done this before, whether it's home instruction or you actually doing the homeschool, which brings me to my next point. Home instruction is available in almost every state. And what home instruction is, it's someone else doing homeschool at their house and you taking them to their house or their building or whatever it is and they facilitate the lessons Mm. so that they're still not in public school they are still getting a homeschool feel it's just someone else facilitating the lessons that's all and what i would say to parents um okay so let me just branch off for a quick second I only have one child in the house for parents who have multiple children Mm -hmm. pray even harder. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Definitely. 
ask for some patience, Lord, thank you. Um, but seriously, it is doable. You have to have a plan. Yeah. You have to have structure. You have to have a plan. I don't care if you're in a one-bedroom, two-bedroom apartment. doesn't matter. You can have a little section. It has to be dedication. It has to be sacrifice. That yeah. is the major thing. Sacrifice. What are you willing to give up for this? What time, what energy, what monies? Because yeah. I homeschool in a New York state. They don't give you money for homeschool. It's all out of pocket. But I found little quick ways like Dollar Tree. I get paints and everything for a dollar. I can go get a burger for $8 in, in, up here in New York. So if I can do that, I can go to Dollar Tree and pick up some supplies. You have all Amazon, Etsy, um, and I'll give you some links with some uh, websites to do worksheets and everything. But for parents who have multiple kids, um, if you want to reach out, there are people who would do all of your kids' worlds. Well, Teach all of your kids. Take yeah. every last one of them. It's not just one and one and one. Um, and for pa parents who have one um, who would want to homeschool, do your research for your state. Right. Make sure you get what laws govern homeschool. That way you're coloring inside the lines and you're not violating anything. Um, keep record. Yeah. Keep record of what you're doing because at any time the Department of Education can write send me a letter and say, hey, we want to come by and look at what he's been doing. I need to be able to pull that stuff out. If I'm given a quarterly report saying that, okay, he's doing A, B, C, D, and E. If he's doing it and I'm saying he's doing it, I have to back it up. So keep a record of everything. Um, do your research. YouTube is your best friend. Trust yeah. <laughs> me on that. Homeschool pop, busy beavers. Um, try to stay away from the, in my opinion, the song and dance channels mm -hmm. because it's only so much that they can learn with song and dance. They need to learn specific instruction. Yeah. So, um, what else? What else? What else? There's so much. Um, ask questions. Yeah. A lot of questions. There are no dumb questions, no stupid questions. Um, don't beat yourself up if you don't know. Um, don't second guess yourself because you don't know, because most of I'm not a teacher. I didn't go to school to become a teacher. So yeah. I'm doing this fly by night. Um, I was in your shoes. I looked at YouTube. I asked questions. Um, I looked on Google. I did ask some teachers that he did have. I asked some of my professors because I was in college. Um, one of my professors from 2016, she still emails me and communicates with me. I reach out to her. And I, let me tell you something. I was literally trying to, um, we did the layers of the earth, mm. right? And so I needed to make a, nice circle but i'm trying to do it like just um regular and i 
he, she texts me for the day and she always texts me every day and says, good morning or whatever. So I was like, Reesey, how do I make a, a complete circle? I don't have a protractor. She said, you don't need a protractor. You just use the back of a plate. Yeah. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Like, it was so simple. But yeah. I asked her. You and, asked. She, and I went immediately to the um, cabinet, got a little plastic plate, I mean, a paper plate and made a complete circle and we did our models. Um, I got to give you some pictures. Yeah, I got to um, give you some pictures and stuff so you can like um, put it on there so they can see, you know, some of the things that we do at home. Um, Etsy is your best friend for DIY, do-it-yourself arts and crafts. Um, you said Etsy? Etsy. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Etsy. No, 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 no. Not Etsy. Pinterest. Pinterest. Okay. Pinterest. I'm sorry, guys. Pinterest is your best friend for anything DIY. Yeah. Anything do it yourself. I mean, as far as arts and crafts, as far as I know, um, I have to facilitate all of the subjects. So art is one of them. And I have to be able to produce art, painting, colors, whatever the case may be. If you can see back here, there was footprints and um, hands and a pineapple. And uh, for this science, it was science, but I also incorporated art. So I use it as a double credit. So he was learning about the layers of earth, mantle, don't quote me, inner core, outer core, so forth. And um, we use regular paint. We use the canvas from Dollar Tree. All of this stuff is from Dollar Tree. Yeah. And we painted the layers of the earth. And then on the side, I had him use like a, I had him do arts and crafts, cut out a piece of paper and on there, write inner core, outer core, crust, mantle. So that that is on the, the little project that we did. Um, and then I took clay from the Dollar Tree. We did yellow first, no, white first in a ball and then put yellow around that and then put orange around that, red and then blue and then chopped it in half. And then you can see the layers of the earth. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, real fast. Quick, quick, quick. We use, um, this is my arts and crafts table. We used, um, toothpicks and I use glue and you know how you make a little tag like a little flag yeah so each layer I had him label what it was in a core mantle crust so forth and so on so it was cool he, he enjoyed it kids love play-doh I mean you know clay and play-doh and stuff so so it, it seems it just seems like even for you it just takes even when it seems like it may be a little hard, it takes a lot of imagination, a lot of creative vibes, and you just do you. But you mm -hmm. control the curriculum. That's, yes. that's the plus. That's the beauty. You can beauty you control it. So let me dive into um, my experience, uh, my personal experience. I, I, I've shared with my listeners before, and there's some of the earlier episodes that I was homeschooled. I can't remember how deep I went, but I'm pretty sure I didn't go too deep uh, because it wasn't the topic. So right, right. I didn't want to go too far off subject. But just to give some background on myself, I was homeschooled. My mom, uh, I can remember from like kindergarten, and she's probably going to 
I know she's going to correct me on this. Forgive me. I was a little kid, but <laughs> uh, like from the, the kindergarten to uh, second grade, I would say in between, she was struggling with uh, taking us, take, taking us out, putting us back in. Uh, and I'm assuming, you know, it was because she was just, she was sure that she did not want us in there. Uh, but back then, and when I talked to you, I said 90s, this was the 80s. I had to do my own math. Like, you know, <laughs> how old am I? Like, yeah. Um, so we're the same age. You and I were the same age. So this was definitely like late 80s into early 90s. If I was that, if I was that young. So I remember from my perspective, what was going on. Um, I was super intuitive even then. So I remember a lot. And I remember feeling a lot of emotion from her. So just this is just my interpretation of what was going on. But uh, yeah, she was taking us out, putting us back in. And when she took us out for the last time, uh, she was pretty sure that she was going to keep us out. And she would get us the workbooks that was associated with whatever grade we were in. And she would teach us like that. Mm-hmm. And she was she was teaching us at home. It wasn't really popular then. She would point out episodes of like Donahue and if you remember Donahue, <laughs> Donahue and Oprah and all of them, uh, they would have shows where they would have these families on there and that the kids would just they would be homeschooled, but they just look so like alien like like they weren't, you know, they were, yeah. And um so it was good to see that they were talking about it on there, but they were kind of making them out to be just this, this yes. sort of, you know, which definitely wasn't us. It, it kind of, for me, it just kind of made me feel even more like, oh, wow, you know, yeah. <laughs> thanks, yeah. but no thanks. Like, I don't yeah. want that type of representation. It always gave me like the children of the corn. Exactly. Real like, <laughs> zombie, like. Exactly. So yeah. you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So my mom, she would, just to make us feel comfortable, she would point that out to us and uh, we'll all sit down and watch the shows as a family. But that did not really uh, sort of make me feel better about the situation. It kind of made me feel, I don't say worse, but it was just like, just sort of in the middle. Uh, So, you know, fast forward to just, we got a little bit older, I was getting towards second and third grade. And I don't mean to rush through this, I just, um, yeah. But we were taken from my mom. You know, they came and got us, and that was the main reason. The main reason was because she was taking us out of school. I believe the landlord and maybe even the school district reported her, and we got taken from her. So when you look at this title, um, I I really want people to kind of understand whether they can relate or not. There's a few different styles a few different sides to this. Um, your side is a beautiful side. I'm so, so happy that in today's time, we're at this point where you can do that. You can reach out, um, you know, it's allowed yeah. and, you know, um, but I was, and back then I think it was too. I'm sure it wasn't as easy. And um, maybe part two, I'll invite my mom on so she can give her own point of view. She's probably watching this and itching in her chair right now. Right. Like, like oh, yes. <laughs> exactly. I told you I would love to just have, even if it's just five minutes, like, what 
was going through her head yeah. at that time that yeah. she was so molded to make that decision for you guys and yeah. then go through that process with the state is whew. absolutely your and best was- royalty to me that's that is what we are that is the definition of what a black mom is definitely you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. absolutely Ooh. so so that's the official the official invite then oh so official invite for you to come back please I and am. um i'll Whenever bring if my mom will come if she's willing to come on i'll have her come on and um that was definitely man <laughs> part two yeah, yeah. part yeah. two we'll we'll do two parts to this uh but because i almost feel like i i that's why i kind of ran through it i almost feel like it wasn't right to to say that, my prelude, part. That's the prelude to her. Yeah, her part. yeah, exactly. Like how yeah. I, that's what I'm thinking. Like how can I tell my part? She's here to tell her part. This is her part. This is your part. That's her part. Yeah. I went through it, but uh, she was the one that did it. So yeah. it's only right yeah. to have her on. So Ma, that'll be awesome. <laughs> Ma, hey, if you're listening. <laughs> We're gonna have you. She can send me a plate. I know she can she she cook, right? She she be yeah, she, she get down. Yeah, she get down yeah. a little bit. I yeah, she get a bit. plate. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. She like to fix the big old huge salads though. She'll mix oh. it up. Um yeah, she did. you see my post of my salad the other day that I posted? I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I might have gave you a heart too, but I know I liked yeah. it. Because when I give loaded. when I give hard, sometimes it'll kick me out. So I, I just throw a like in there. But I definitely liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, it I saw. It. <laughs> but but <It> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So we'll do a part two on this one. I'll, I'll just leave it at that, and then I can go more in depth about um, how what or when she says her her view, her perspective, I can give my my insight on how how it was to actually yeah, live it. Yeah. Um, so okay. we'll do it like that. So um, I will, I do, I do this on every episode. So we'll we'll get ready to close it on up and and save it, say the rest and the best for next time. Oh yeah, that'll be good. That'll be good. Cause then I'll I'll be able to um get some some content for you because I think I think what it is if they see it in a in a common space right in a common everyday I'm an everyday person I I don't live in a fancy house I live in an apartment I live in Brooklyn New York Brooklyn Um, yeah Brooklyn (laughs) um but yeah, I'm I'm a regular degular person. That's what we say in New York, regular degular. Yeah. But I'm a regular person. I'm not, you know, I am educated, but I didn't get fun fact, I didn't even get my GD until I was 37. See, we and I knew some stuff that uh wasn't coming out. See, we need a whole nother see we got this episode. The part two, then we need an episode with just you and you telling your story about you, you. you Listen, know, we could do this. The real lot. <laughs> and um, I'm willing to share because I, I, funny enough, and we could leave that to next time. Yeah. 
I was literally ridiculed. Oh, you shouldn't do, laugh that in a little bit. And oh, you're crazy. Why would you take him out of school? He already doesn't speak the way you want him to. He's not going to have any social skills. Boy, don't be quiet. He doesn't shut up now. He just talks and talks and talks. And the way he speaks is proper, clear speech. I make him enunciate his words. He doesn't drop off syllables. No, you're going to speak properly. And so with COVID mm-hmm. and everybody had it, having to homeschool and do remote learning. Right. I was the major consult. Yeah. My that phone part. never stopped ringing. That part. So we'll leave that for next time, too. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I want to say something and I forgot. Oh. It was. And that's why I got this old ass phone in my hand. So <laughs> for uh, every every guest that come on uh, for the first time, I do this, this little spin the wheel thing. I have this little app, little spin the wheel app, and I do a 10 from within. So I have 10 questions and I'll spin the wheel and whatever number it lands on, I ask the corresponding question. And it's just random questions, but they're, it's all to okay. just sort of get to know the guests. Okay. And I, I can never, every time I, I lead up to it, and I can never find the app right away. <laughs> <laughs> you oh. need like four devices so you can be queuing up everything at once. I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I need an assistant. Assistant? Assistant. Yeah, That's assistant. what I need. Google assistant. Um, okay. Here go my number, my, uh, spin the wheel app. Okay. So, that's the app. It looks a little cheesy because it is. Okay. So I'll push start and it'll bring it up like this. And I'm just going to spend it in uh, X. Okay. So here you go. Six. Number six. Okay. Okay. I know it's cheesy. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I like little cheesy shit like this. See, I watch it's too how much. Connected, we are though. <laughs> we, we, we far away, and we're still connected. That's good. Definitely. <laughs> I watched too many damn game shows as a kid. That's probably what it was. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just sitting there like, oh, what's that show? <laughs> you don't even know. I like game shows. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, number six is what keeps you motivated to keep pushing for success. So that's kind of similar to the, the question that I asked earlier a little bit. Um, just uh, just being able to afford my kids and my grandkids the opportunity that I didn't have and setting them up for a better future that I didn't have. And um, also for myself, understanding that um, it's necessary for me to take care of myself and motivate myself and keep myself focused because I have a family, because I have people that look up to me and because I want to do it for myself. I like the way I feel when I keep pushing and I jump over hurdles and I meet triumph, you know, with my hands high after jumping over so many impediments and, and hurdles and trials and tribulations and monkey wrenches and all kinds of stuff so 
those are the that's the key thing like I really want to stay motivated for not just myself but for the kids and my grandkids and my great grandkids. Well, I definitely want to say just to close us out that uh, you are a very inspiring person. I'm, I'm hands down to like you. I, I can't say enough about I said we've only got a part of your story, not even yeah. getting into you and, 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 you know, the things that you did on a personal level for yourself. Uh, an amazing story, an amazing person. Um, we will definitely have a part two to this, like ASAP. <laughs> don't worry, um, don't worry. It's a good, it's it's a good part two, part three, might be part four. <laughs> absolutely. I truly appreciate you. Like I said, you're very inspirational for myself, Thank I'm sure you. for others. Definitely. You. you have an Thank amazing story. Yeah. Absolutely. So for those that are listening on a traditional podcast platform, you can watch the episode on Rumble. That's rumble.com slash user slash the damn podcast. You can see all 23 episodes on uh, rumble.com. And like I said, if you if you're watching this and you want to listen to it, you don't have time to watch it. You can pop an earbud in while you're cleaning up or doing laundry or whatever. Uh, just search Daylight and Moonshine on any platform that's that streams podcasts. So, you know, Spotify. Pandora, uh, Apple Music, all of those good platforms. You're all over the place. All over the place. <laughs> I'm trying to get this message out. I mean, that's that's what does it for me. You know, to be able to put a spotlight and give a stage for a person like you that has such an inspirational story that may not have gotten the opportunity or, you know, we just just like we said about the whole Donahue thing, when those families, yes. and not to knock them or whatever, but where were yeah. the normal families? I know my mom wasn't the only one back back right. then, you know, from right. then from right. then till now, she wasn't the only one. We weren't the only ones. Where right. were the where were the normal everyday people at? Yeah. You know, yeah. so not Absolutely. not to knock those families. So I want to give a, a platform for the normal everyday people that wouldn't normally get a spotlight or a stage to tell their story, their very inspirational story. Yeah. You know, this and, and funny enough, you the response might even shock you. There might be some people that come up as a in you know in response to the podcast and say, you know, that they were homeschooled as black children, regular black kids. And it's not just you know about black children, but I am African American black. My son is black, so yeah. of course that's you know where I'm going with that. But yeah, there may be some a lot of people that come out of the woodworks like, hey. I'm I didn't know I was the only one or just like you are rarity and then you didn't know that I was homeschooling and you know so it might be some more people you never know hopefully, hopefully there are yeah hopefully um, I really hope so yeah well, catch us on the next episode y'all catch us on the next episode part two, part two coming to you really soon we thank y'all for listening and as always we love y'all and we God out bless. Peace. Peace.